Daily, Adam Collins and Jeff Lerman here at the Oval. Day one of the World Test Championship final between Australia and India for Westfield, London, Westfield, Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. That's how today felt for Australia. Jeff, 30 seconds, go. Okay, it was a hell of a start. Really compelling first hour or so. Shami and Siraj moving the ball around. Kawaja nicks off. Warner's clinging on for dear life. He gets through it. Starts throwing the bat around. Makes some runs. Gets to 43 just before the lunch break. Uh, gloves one down the leg side. Labashane falls just after lunch. 72 for three in some strife Australia, but no, in comes Travis Head. Runnable 100, I said when he was on about four. <laughs> Peeled one off. Did exactly that. He's on 146 at the close. Put on 251 with Smith, who's on 95, not out himself. The sun came out and it just got a lot easier. Yeah, that felt that way didn't it the lunch came well the sun came out during yep. the lunch break 157 they made in the final session uh from 34 I probably should have overs said the score which is 300 and 327 for three 85 overs so they lose five you know because that's the way it goes these days smith 95 had 146 from 156 balls yep. got off the mark with a four second scoring shot was a four you're right it was if it were foretold he had a strike rate of 120 when he was on 40 odd and and so it continued he was just so willing to back his swing and when Head's in that kind of mood and when it's coming off it's a beautiful thing to watch. Well we've seen him do it so many times before and obviously yeah. I've been writing about him today because what else would you write about but the Ashes match in Brisbane, the Ashes match in Hobart, the 92 off 96 against South Africa at yep. Brisbane on the pothole two-day pitch, <laughs> um, even the way he batted in India with lower scores but in low scoring games. The 49 not out The 49 ball. not, yeah. the 46 in Delhi yep. in quick time as well, 43 off 46 balls in Delhi. The way that he's been able to counter-attack and make it work. Like, a lot of players can try to counter-attack, but somehow, in the last two to three years, Travis Head has had this remarkable consistency with that style of batting. He was playing in the way that England liked to talk to themselves about playing before they started doing it. I was going to say he exactly the same, the same thing. I mean, he, he was baseballing before baseball was baseball. Right? I was like just trying it, to avoid saying it, but then you said it three why times not? in a sentence. I'm ha very happy to. But, you mean, you look back at the, the arc of this, it does start in 21-22 when he made the fastest Ashes yeah. 100 in Australia, was it? Or maybe at Brisbane, one or the other, maybe both. Uh, and then he does something similar at Hobart on a genuine green top against the pink ball. Most of that was under yep. lights. Yep. Um, and, and the and other innings you mentioned And on both South occasions, Africa. Hobart, they're three down for not many. I yes. mean, in Brisbane, they'd already gone past England's score, but still with the ball moving around, if another wicket falls at that point, maybe they're all out. I think out he walked in when they lost two wickets. They were three for 189. Yeah, yeah, it was more the... the the energy of the day when he walked yeah. in on that occasion and yeah it's it's as though it doesn't happen every time you need to provide a degree of leeway with players like this that it's improbable with him slashing as he does outside the off stump yep. that that will bring your demise before you're in but yep. when he gets in quickly mm. he transfers so much pressure again it kind of is the england yep. equivalent when they get on top early in an innings with yep. crawley or whoever it is uh, you can see the fielding side their shoulders drop yeah. or mentally it's hard to bounce back from or to stick with and so it was for India today because they did bowl well, pretty well, I thought, in, in the first session throughout. Even, like, it looks on, on with the exception of Umesh Yadav, who went around in his first spell. Yeah. But the other three seamers all were doing a job uh, and they all picked up a wicket as it happens. But, yeah, the, the rest of it, after lunch, sun's out. It was a bowl first morning, come and said as much. But I do wonder, that old sort of military saying, isn't it, that you try and win the war with the previous war's tactics. Mm. I think there was a bit of that. We heard from India during the week. They didn't want to make the same mistakes as Southampton 2021. And I think what they were really saying was they wanted a decision-making structure for not picking Ashwin 
Right. And they wanted a decision-making structure for winning the toss and bowling against Australia. Mm. And and they, they've fallen into both traps. I think not picking Ashwin remains a mistake. Umesh Yadav was surplus to requirements. And even though Cummins would have bowled too, um, once the weather got better, and it's going to get better and better from here, it was a paradise to bat on. That's the thing. I mean, and, and it did it did ch- change quickly. The thing, the note I'd make coming back to Travis Head is he's not one of those players who counter-attacks and thus will make a bunch of low scores and occasionally come off. That's been the real anomaly about Travis Head's career is that he almost always makes a contribution. Yeah. He has he has one of the lowest proportions of single-figure scores of anyone who's played a decent number of innings. Right. So even when he doesn't make a huge score, he still makes a 20 or a 30 or you know a 15 or a 45. Okay. He makes something. He, he Because he scores so quickly, he comes out and scores even if he's only there for a short space of time. So you remember at Birmingham in 2019, he... Or you might not remember because it wasn't no, they, I they do. weren't big scores but he bats with so Smith important. in both innings yeah yeah 35 and 51 and yeah. like again I, I did see some parallels I think I said it on comms between Birmingham and when he walked out today in the yep. I think it was earlier, it was 3 for 50-odd in Birmingham in that first innings, and in the second innings even earlier. And he had to put a shift in, and he did counter-attack. He scored a decent clip. Today he takes the upper hand. In Birmingham, he was happy to be more the supporting role, whereas he comes out here in the first over. So Shami's just taken the wicket, um, and and in the same over, he's opening the face and gliding four through third. Then he's driving through cover. Then he's flicking through mid-wicket. He's going aerial. He had 28 off 18 balls, and that was the point that I made a little note in, in my notebook that suddenly, you know, India were looking unhappy. He'd put on 37, Smith had scored eight of them, and Travis Head had scored 28 of them, and had done so at such a quick clip that suddenly Rohit Sharma's moving his field around, he's yeah. pushing players back, they're starting to change up the bowling tactics a bit, they're, they're trying to drop in a short one or go wider and all of these sorts of things. So if you can get in someone's head, if you can get in the other team's head while only putting 30-odd onto the scoreboard, you know, it hadn't changed the game at that point, but the game changes after that point. That's and the influence. Well, that's right. And when, when you've kind of laid the base, you are free to be the best expression of yourself if you're someone like Travis Head, which includes the uppercuts over the slip cordon mm-hmm. that most batters wouldn't consider playing until like far deeper into an innings. But that for him is just a, a process of accumulation. Yeah. And it, I'm not saying it's a shot without risk, but the way he plays it, it's so full-blooded. Every short ball he seemingly took a swipe at. He missed most of, most yeah. of them, by the way. Yeah. But those he did make contact with ended up somewhere around the rope. Uh, and and that's, just, that's just been the lived experience of watching Travis Head yeah. since the, the switch was flicked. Remember, he was only dropped five test matches ago, which seems inexplicable now for that Nagpur test match. I know yeah. at the time we all looked back at Sri Lanka and Pakistan, saw the average of 15 across those two series and five test matches in the middle of last year and saw it as reason enough to try maybe something different in a horse-for-course debate, thinking that Head wouldn't be as adept against the spinning ball. But in seeming conditions, he was dropped after Melbourne 2020 in a bad rut against India. He was dropped for this test match, or I say this one, the oval test match against England in 2019, which I know how much those moments have dented his confidence. He's not a brash guy. He's not a super confident guy. In fact, he's got a lot of insecurities about all sorts of things. But uh, I, I I think they can be well and truly parked to one side after a day like today. It feels to me like this is the sort of innings that, that buys you two years in the team, you know what I mean? These are the sort of match-winning hands, if it proves to be that way, well, that, yeah. that, that get you more credit in the bank than maybe beating up on England a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think being left out at the start of the India series wasn't... It, in a way, you can't even count it as an omission. You know, it, it yeah. wasn't, you're not good enough. It was, in these very specific circumstances, we don't think this is the highest percentage play, basically. And, I think, and, and, it, was a, and it was a stuff-up, obviously. We saw sure. that as the series went on. Yeah, but I mean, it, that's very easy to define. 
of retrospect course, of course. And, and not so much at the time. So uh, Mohammed Shami and Mohammed Siraj, I'd like to talk about. My God, like that first sort of 12 overs or so, mm. that was absolutely gripping. Like every delivery, you were fixed on it as they were coming in. They had the ball doing all sorts. The one that leaps up and, and jams Labashain on the glove, uh, the bounce of the one that goes past Kawaja's edge and, and yeah. just took a little whisper of the bat. The way that Warner was having to hop and fend at the ones that are zooming past him and then swinging in and crashing into the pads and the appeals going up, the ball going down the leg side. Um, and then the way that Warner buckled down against that was impressive as well. But yeah, just that opening burst of bowling and, and I couldn't help thinking, well, you know, imagine if they had this plus Jasper Boomer to come. Oh, yeah. Um, well, not that he would have been bowling first change, but, you know, and, and Shadal Tucker came in and did a good job after that. Just, but that opening burst, I mean, the quality of that pair, Shami in particular just bowls some balls where you think, well, how does anyone not get out? It was a suffocation, wasn't it? I think they were, I don't know, nine runs from five or six overs. Kawaja's out in the fourth over, actually, with just two runs on the board. It's not the kind of test cricket we've been conditioned to watching in the UK over the last 12 months and yeah having to absorb all that pressure Kawaja chases one he didn't quite need to chase but that's the way it goes when you're an opening batter he would have been sat with his feet up all afternoon thinking had I just got through that initial interrogation then anything was possible but but not to be for him I thought Warner batted really well I thought the way that Warner was able to counter-attack especially putting pressure on Umesh Yadav early on 16 from one over yep. all four boundaries through the offside they put the deep backward point in so he opens the blade up to a more finer angle to find third man yeah. to finish that over. Two dominant shots in front of point earlier in the over. That's the kind of, I guess, the kind of price signal the selectors are looking for. Like, can Warner still do that thing mm. where he makes bowlers lose their bundle? And the short answer is yes. The more yeah. complicated answer is, is that he'll, he won't get more than uh, two test matches at a time. I compared it today to um, you're at a nightclub and it's 2 a.m. And you say to your mate, or you say to here with... Uh, if we have two more bad songs, we're going home. Okay. Um, if Warner has two bad test matches, right. he's going home, you know. <laughs> and today means that he'll get two more on from this sure. because he looked good. And look, he got caught down the leg side. You know, that happens, right? That's just a frustrating way to, to get out. That's, that's, I wouldn't call that a, anything, more than, anything more than a reflection of the fact that he wanted to keep the foot down and, and, yep. and so, so it goes. And it also reflects on the selection of Umesh, who you know, is a bowler whose work I've loved at times over yeah. the journey. But out of all of those who were available for India, he's, he's the one who has the largest gap between his best and his worst. Um, and you get a fair bit of his worst for the, the occasions when you get his best. That spell a reverse swing that he bowled, was it in the third test in, uh, in the series over in India yep. earlier this Three year? Three for two spell, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, tremendous operator with that older ball. Um, but he can just lose it and he can bowl short, wide trash a bunch. And that's exactly what he did today. He isn't, he isn't an English bowler. I, I, I kind of landed on this. maybe an oval I've bowler. I've gone round and round yeah. in circles on this for a couple of days now, right? Where I landed was yeah. before the first ball was bowled. Takia is the horse for the course because of the way he bowls with the new Duke's ball and the way he can... We've seen it in South Africa a couple of winners ago. Umesh Yadav has played three tests in England across a 13-year test career. They don't pick him here, yeah. and yet they've picked him for their, their biggest yeah. game on the roster this year, if you like. It just felt to me like Ashwin... I know that um, it may not feel like, well, why are you talking about a second spinner? But Ashwin's more than a second spinner. They yeah. play him like a medium pacer anyway. I mean, he, he's more than the average bear. He's not sort of, yeah, he doesn't roll in and, you know, bowl little doorknobs. He's a, he's a more a mystery spinner or a wrist spinner who comes out the side of the head. <laughs> and uh, More than a spinner to me. <laughs> Very good. I was wondering where you're going with that. Um, but, yeah, the... the um, the, 
that to me would have put far more pressure on the left-handed Travis Head especially um, than what yeah. they were able to achieve in UMesh's second and third spells which were equally innocuous. Well, what might have, whether it was pressure or not, like I think Umesh Yadav could be an oval pick as an oval pick, but that's, August. If, that's if the oval test is at the end of August yeah. or mid-September when it's dried out all summer and he might get it to reverse. This isn't that pitch. It's June. They've never had a test at the oval in June before, ever. I love that. There's that's a great stat, one. isn't it? They've had yeah. 104, I think it is 104 test matches here. Yep. Only four venues in the world have had as much test cricket as this and never won in the month of June, which right. I think is the driest month of the year, I is think, it? to recall from the 2019 okay. World Cup. We did a bit of this, didn't we? Well, April is the cruelest month, according <laughs> to T.S. Eliot. Um, but I'm not sure what's the driest month. I've got but a feeling like over the last 20... The point is, it's an odd thing, right? It, it's an odd thing. Yeah. There have been a couple of oval tests in July, but that's it. Yeah. So, okay, he might have been that pick at that time. Ashwin, if you play Ashwin, okay, maybe like the surface isn't going to help him and he's not going to come out and shred it and do what he did in Delhi or, or Nagpur. But... Ashwin's going to be in Australia's heads. They're either going to be a little tentative against him because yes. he's Ashwin and he just took a million wickets against them, or they're going to say, oh, sweet, we're playing Ashwin somewhere else, we're going to monster him, we're going to go <laughs> after him, and that gives him an opportunity as well. That brings him into the game if because you make players do something different, and I think that's the key thing that you hear in cricket all the time is make the opposition do something different to what they were planning to do. Get them out of their comfort zone. Go Get, get them out of their, their pre-planned routine. And so if they go ultra-aggressive against Ashwin, there's an opportunity. Maybe you pick up a catch or a miscue or a one on the boundary or whatever it is. Exactly what I thought when Mo and Ali got brought into the England test squad today. What would have Australia wanted? Out of all of that, they would have wanted Mo and Ali. Yeah. But anyway, that's a that's a conversation for the weekly show and no reflection on Moeen, by the way. More the, um, as Ali Martin's described it in The Guardian, the vibes-based selection that Mo yeah. and Ali constitutes for the Ashes that start next week. But this is the World Test Championship final and now it's time for our final word, Hall of Fame. Final word, Hall of Fame is brought to you by Westfield, London and Westfield, Stratford City. And yep. Jeff, I have more to tell you Please. last week. Okay. How is this? Shepherd's Bush, where you nearly ended up last week. Yep, accidentally Westfield, on the train. London. Yep, that was a, a misfield as to Westfield. Some of the best Indian food in the world. Copper right. Chimney. It's a, I talked to Brad about it yesterday. A proper Mumbai icon. Mm. It's been there for 50 years, an extensive okay. cocktail menu. Yep. And we're going to go there. I don't quite know how, but you and I are going to have some fine dining at Copper Chimney. It's also something an Australian builder might say if you're putting a house together. What do you reckon? I think you should Copper Chimney. <laughs> the, the, I thought you were going to say build a Copper Chimney. Either way, uh, Bindas is the modern take on classic Indian street food also there. And you can move on to okay. Patshak, All Star Lanes or Flipper's Roller Boogie Palace. Oh, hello. I think okay, that's they what have it's... two bad songs in a row, though. <laughs> We're, We're roller skating home. But can you skate? Um, I have not roller skated since I was about eight. Well, I reckon it's probably 13 for me. I never yeah. rollerbladed. No. But I did have rollerblading with more hour <laughs> thing in the night. Okay, yeah. But I can. I reckon I probably could roller skate. So what we should do is get a belly yeah. full of food at Bindas or at uh, Copper Chimney, then, okay. then, get, then, then go to then Flipper's, to the roller, Flipper's roller Boogie Palace and away we go. Westfield.co.uk forward slash United Kingdom slash right. London to see everywhere you can eat, drink, shop or play at Europe's largest shopping centre, London, Stratford City, uh, uh, Westfield, more extra, less ordinary. Okay, well it's good that I know at least that the NHS and Medicare have a reciprocal thing, so when I inevitably <laughs> shatter at least one bone, trying to roller skate backwards. We're going to um, do a night there. Why don't we do a final word thing at the roller disco? 
I can see this happening. Do you want to do you want to tell your crush that you want to go out? Yeah. Like, what are you, you know, take Rachel there and hope it's a better first date than day thirteen. I better not do it before the wedding. I, yeah. I actually fell down the stairs this morning. I didn't tell you about this, but I fell down the stairs of my house holding a glass, and I made it made it to the Oval this morning. Had the glass um, not. Wow. Thankfully, yeah, I'm, I'm quite sore okay. as it happens. But, you know, that's what happens when you're trying to rush to the cricket at stupid o'clock on morning one and there's so much to do. Hall of Fame, you go first. Hall of Fame. Um, I'm going to go with the many, many wild erratic bounces that the umpires just didn't seem interested what in. What is going on? Because the over, this I'm, is ridiculous. My theory is because the overrate's so slow and umpires are generally too gutless or powerless to enforce the overrate in any way. They're like, well, I can't make you bowl it again, even though it was three metres over his head and three metres down the leg side because that will waste valuable time. <laughs> this is for wasting teachers' valuable time. But there were some of the most egregious wides I've ever seen, and they were like, nah, play on. We, we need to have a, a proper sort of, like, summit on bouncer wides. Jimmy Anderson, his dismissal uh, at Christchurch, mm, Wellington? Yep. Wellington. Mount Monganui. I think it was Wellington. Yeah. The ball before it from Wagner that was clearly a wide that's been screenshotted a million times and sent around. I'm not saying that I'm angry about that result, more that, like... And I'm not saying that it wouldn't have changed. But the, that was less but, wide but than the wides today. But, that, but they're all they're yeah. all really bad decisions that are yeah. being made, and it's like bad leg before calls that are given not out. The one, you know, just because you give something not out that's plumb, that's just as bad as giving out someone who smashed it onto their pad. Same applies with wides. Get it together. We need to think about this more objectively because you're right. It's nothing. It, it, there's nothing right about this, and they're yep. using it to bank dot balls to manage the strike. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing that's clearly going on here. So yep. anyway, a yep. gripe of mine too. Uh, mine is when Jinka Rahane, back in the side today, he and Warner have known each other for what, I don't know, 15 years playing in the IPL against each other. Yep. When that ball reared up and smashed Labuschagne in the glove and what a ball that was. Mm -hmm. um, the two of them put their bats in their, you know, in Warner's case, put his bat down and Rahane and they did like the pitch inspector thing, got up nice and closer. Is that the spot? It's like Roland Garros with it um, for the French Open this week when you uh -huh. go down to the, the chair umpire in circle where the spot is to say whether it's a fault or not. <laughs> the same thing was going on with these two who were giving the impression, I felt for the ground staff here, but you know, it was always going to flatten out. It always does here. But for five minutes yep. when a couple reared up, but yeah, I just like the two old pros, Rahane and Warner, they've been mm -hmm. doing this forever, mm -hmm. still playing the game yeah. a little bit like this. Yeah, you can imagine them like in some sort of Scandinavian crime drama sort of thing, pulling up in the car, getting yes. out, poking around the crime scene. Mm, what do you think about this one? <laughs> Is that the footprint? Yeah, it looks like a footprint. Mm, interesting. You know. It's got the subtitles down the bottom because yeah. we can't understand what Warner yeah. and Ahana are saying. Well, <laughs> they yeah. probably can't understand each other either. No, <laughs> that's right. It's cross purposes after all these years. Uh, that's it from us, I reckon. So yep. the final word, Hall of Fame, as we say, brought to you by Westfield, London, Westfield, Stratford City. More extra, less ordinary. Get down there for all the Indian food you could possibly want. And that'll be our show for today. Travis Head closes on stacks. 146. Um, and Steve 146, Smith is out. a few runs away from a 20... I don't even know at anymore. Ninth. No, I think he's made 30 test 30. Days, hasn't he's he? made 30, hasn't Yeah. He? The, the point is, well, he, tomorrow... Yeah, he did the Michael Clark, then he did Bradman, and then he, well, so to speak, then he got to 30. At yeah. uh, 251's the partnership. Remember when Bradman and Potts were put yep. on 451 out here? I do. They bat till two tomorrow. 251 is the 51st biggest Australian test partnership. So, I'm, I'm it's, thinking, so it's got I'm, 50 to go. I'm thinking these guys at sea, they pass Bradman and Ponsford from 34 at this ground. <laughs> Laying a marker. Final word, daily, Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon. Night. See ya.